Welcome to the Kids Math Talk Podcast, where in each episode, we give parents and educators practical tips and insights that will deepen mathematical understanding while also encouraging the conversation about math to remain active and positive. I'm your host, Desiree Harrison, elementary math coach and Kids Math Talk founder. Today on the podcast, we have Dr. Emil Davy Lawrence, who is the term associate professor and chair of mathematics and statistics at the University of San Francisco, and is also a self-proclaimed math coach. Thank you for being on the podcast and welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So we have been connected through the National Math Festival, which happens every other year. And this year it is being completely done online. And um, it's a fabulous event. I had the chance to attend two years ago when it was live in DC. And I've been following it on Twitter and on the actual website now, just they're having different events to kind of like whet your appetite for the, the main event, which is happening April 16th through the 18th. It's completely free and it's for children of all ages. And that includes like adults of all ages. Mm-hmm. And so Dr. Lawrence, you have a presentation at this math festival and it's happening um, Sunday, April 18th called Math is Play. And I know you can't give us like all the details, but if you could just like give us a sneak peek into what you mean by math is play and what you might be talking about during this presentation. Sure. So I came up with the title because I've always enjoyed math as sort of the game. So I started liking math as a child. And of course, you know, children like to play and math always seemed like just fun and games to me. Even even like the rigors of algebra felt like, you know, solving for X felt like, you know, this search or excursion that I was going on to figure out the right answer. So math is play. My presentation will really just be presenting mathematics as uh, games, a a few games that I hope I'll be able to engage the the people tuning in. One of my favorite math games, which I'll try to play during the presentation, is a game called Set. So Set is a card game. And, you know, if you're playing this game, you sort of deal out the cards and you try to find a set of three cards that have a certain attribute. And I won't go into the dirty details of the attributes of the the cards right now, but it's a really fun game. It's engaging and it's all about finding patterns, right? And classifying these these attributes on the cards. And that is really what mathematics is all about. Classifying things, saying when two things are the same, saying when two things are not the same. These are very, very important ideas in mathematics. And they're ideas that run throughout mathematics from the lowest to the highest level. So I personally feel that if students saw math as play more, 
you know, and not sort of a chore uh, that they just have to get through. I think that more people, more students would like math and, and could see the beauty of mathematics and would maybe even start to see mathematics everywhere, like not just in a classroom per se, but the mathematics that's all around and, you know, in puzzles and Sudoku and, and, and even things like poker, you know, uh, I, if people saw mathematics in all of those fun type aspects, I think we might have a different culture surrounding mathematics. Like we, we sort of have a fear of math in, in our culture. And I, I hope that, you know, in my little segment of the world, I can change that a bit. Some of my earliest experiences, like when I was like five and six, uh, like counting and adding, are me playing games with my mom and like in our, in our family room and like the board games and Parcheesi was one of like my absolute favorite board games. My mom probably got sick of me asking to play, but she always did play with me. And that's just so important and to build the social aspects around the gameplay and to just have, like you, you were saying, just to have to help kids understand that this is everywhere. It's not just from like 9.10 to 9.50 every morning in their class. That's exactly right. And it's so funny that you mentioned like the games that you played with your mom as a child. That brings up for me the fact that I've got two children. They're five and six and they're in kindergarten and second grade. And we have these bath time math games as well. They're just games that we make up. So, you know, they, they like to make up these little, they call them math problems, you know, they're, but they're actually just like story problems that they make up and they kind of quiz each other and they quiz me. And even just doing little fun things, you know, for 15 or 10 minutes even with kids, it makes a huge difference. I believe that in just their math sense you know, we're not doing anything super rigorous, but they're just using that muscle and building it. And I think that that's, that's going to be important when they're actually in the classroom. It's, it's going to feel easier and, and hopefully even fun for them. So I am definitely looking forward to your presentation because it, there's so many games out there and it sounds like you're going to be able to like give us just just insights on on a different approach and like just to help us think differently about some things that we're already doing or especially things that parents are already doing to help them access information in a different way or help them like gain a new meaning or like just uh, to look at family hour to see this as it is meaningful because you're growing closer as a family but it's also meaningful because you're you're enriching your child's experience and expand and growing their brain at the same time so yeah Yeah, I, I look forward to it as well I hope that people attend and enjoy and get something out of it and um take away something that they could maybe bring back to their own household For sure. And I know that on your website, you have a quote that I just want to talk to you a little bit about because I found it so powerful. It says, I believe that mathematics is not just an important subject. 
it is a social justice lever. Mm-hmm. And I we've talked on the podcast a lot about mathematics being social social justice and to help keep the conversation about math active and positive so that all children view themselves as being capable and competent and to to help educators and parents engage in those conversations to build up positive self-identities. But this keyword of lever is something that we haven't necessarily attached to social justice on the podcast. So please enlighten us. Yeah. So when I said I think of math as a social justice lever, I am meaning that mathematics can sort of be a catapult from middle or elementary school all the way to college and beyond. It, it's a door opener. Okay, so I think no one would argue with the fact that literacy is an important aspect of learning, right? We, we all need to be able to read to learn. Well, math literacy, I feel people may sort of overlook the importance of math literacy in opening doors to all types of learning as well. So these ideas, I just want to be clear, they're not my ideas. These ideas have been studied and talked about for many years. I think it was Bob Moses's book, Radical Equations. So if anybody wants to go and read about these ideas even further, that book, Radical Equations, which came out, I think, in about the 1980s, really digs in and explores this idea of middle school algebra being this gateway to opportunities to calculus in high school and then college and opportunities beyond. So as a math as a social justice lever means that all students should have the opportunity to have algebra in middle school so that by the time they get to 12th grade, they will have had calculus and that prepares them for college and opportunities even beyond that. So when we don't see that opportunity of taking algebra in middle school, it's just there is a domino effect that is sort of stifling for some children. You know, they're they're not on that college a prep track. You know, they're they're on a different track. So putting that algebra in in a middle school, it's a door opener and a gatekeeper for the the college track that would follow. So that is what I meant. I've heard that gatekeeper analogy a lot and that's it seems to be kind of creeping back into the forefront in recent years and not just algebra, but also fractions and how important those concepts are to really having the flexibility and to having more freedom and more opportunities as you get older. Absolutely. You can, you can see it. I mean, there's, there's data on this where if, if you don't have those opportunities early, it just, it's a, it's, it follows you throughout the rest of your education. So it's really important that everyone has that opportunity to see, you know, concepts of advanced math, as early as possible, because it is, it's, it separates students into two different tracks from that point forward. So if we could get more schools, schools in underserved communities, more schools pushing higher level mathematics earlier, I think we would see a huge shift by the time that these students get to high school and beyond. It really does make a difference. It comes back to beliefs also about 
the teacher or administrator or whoever's making the decisions to make sure that it, it, it doesn't turn into two tracks where one track gets all the opportunities and then the other track does not because those in that track aren't deemed as capable or worthy or, you know, whatever you want to put in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we know where that can lead. So yes, we are on a mission to to truly be for all that all everyone is capable and everyone can have those rich experiences. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to thank you, Dr. Lawrence, for uh, taking the time to be on the podcast to tell us a little bit about your upcoming presentation. We will be watching. And again, if you haven't registered for the National Math Festival, it is completely free. Registration is still open. You can head to nationalmathfestival.org for more information. So thank you again, Dr. Lawrence. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Share this podcast with your friends and colleagues to keep the Kids Math Talk conversation going. You can always tweet me with questions or comments using the handle at Kids Math Talk. You can also head to my website, kidsmathtalk.com slash podcast for previous episodes of this podcast. And join us next week for another episode of the Kids Math Talk podcast.